Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. <coughs> this week I talked to Bobby. Bobby's a nine-year-old boy who lives in North Cumbria and supports Liverpool Football Club. When he grows up, he wants to be really strong, just like his dad. We're going to build the thinking skill of philosophy. Anyone can have a view on anything. You don't need to be Socrates and kids should be encouraged to develop and express theirs. Even seemingly simple questions can help children inspect what's around them, which otherwise might be taken for granted. This method is known as inquiry-based learning and is gaining popularity in schools. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Bobby, I have a question here for you on philosophy and it's, if you could always be happy, would you choose to be so? If you could always yeah. be happy, would you choose to be so? Yes, you're saying. Yeah. Okay, tell me why. Because sometimes you aren't that that happy. Sometimes you got it. Like sometimes you get a lot of stress. You're really like stressed and angry with people, so if you, um, if you somebody said, "Are you happy today?" You can always say yes or a little bit. Mhm. Do you think you get bored of being happy? A little bit, yeah. So if you could always be happy, and by always, I mean always, right? So, you know, every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year for the rest of your life. Mm, no, you get 
a bit bored all the time. So you don't always have to be happy. Sometimes you can be tired, you can be angry, it can be all those things. Right. What do you think you'd miss out on if you were happy all the time? Mm, miss out on always or you'd you might not get to do that much stuff if you're always happy. You couldn't do a lot of stuff. Tell me more. What what kind of things would you not be able to do if you were happy all the time? Um, you might not be able to play a game because you might lose. You might have to miss out on that because you, you would always be happy. You would think you would win a game, but you might not. You might lose. Say if there's like a race and you were running the race, you might lose it and you won't be happy. Right, so you'd almost be scared of taking part in the race because you don't want to lose and become unhappy. Mm. Hmm. So what's the connection between being unhappy and happy? Like, you know, sometimes I'll give you an example, right? Sometimes I'm the happiest I've ever been if I've recently been sad, <laughs> right? There, your race is quite a good example. So let's say I lost a race and then the next day I won the race. Um, I'm actually really happy after I've won that race more so than if I just won the race without losing the previous race, right? So I was, I was sad when I lost the race and then I got really happy when I won the race. And I feel like they're connected. I feel like being sad and being happy have some sort of connection. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. If you could sometimes be happy and not be happy at the same time. So this is like one of those questions that, um, I don't know, if a, if a genie from a lamp said, I grant you three wishes. And then if you said, oh, I, I wish to always be happy, that's something that on the face of it makes a lot of sense, right? We all, we all want to be happy, right? We all want to be happy in life, pretty much. Um, but I just think it's helpful to bear in mind that there are things you miss out on if you're always happy, if you're always in this utopia la-la land where nothing can ever phase you. Um, and actually, have you heard the phrase that, that the sweet doesn't taste as sweet without the bitter? No. It's like that. So, you know, if you, when you eat sweets, when you eat candy or chocolate, it tastes nice, right? It tastes, it tastes mm. sweet, it's nice. But if all food always tastes like that, then would your sweet taste as nice? Yeah. If all food was always sweet, you know, even if, if Brussels sprouts, or some other vegetable that you don't like no. was all no. sweet and tasty and then you ate like no. a regular sweet would it taste as good no yeah. sweet sweets taste nice and create happiness because sometimes other food tastes a bit bland and boring like brussels sprouts yeah so that's what we mean by the the sweet tastes even sweeter once you've tasted the the bitter when you've tasted something that isn't as sweet no, it wouldn't always be sweet. You you get bored of it if everything was just sweet. Hmm. 
So what, what lesson can we learn from this, right? So if, if next time we're feeling sad about something, I wonder, is there a lesson in here, something we could tell ourselves to cheer ourselves up? Mm, no. Well, have a think. So we're just talking about, well, it's probably not good to be happy all the time. Most of the time, yeah, but not all the time. Um, so next time we're sad, what can we tell ourselves? Cheer yourself up. Yeah. And? Um, like, just change back to happy. If you're, like, really angry, you can just go suddenly try and get something or, or cheer you back up. Like, or have a drink. Yeah. Or back so to our race example. Yeah. Like, so I just lost that race. I'm feeling a bit sad. Mm-hmm. But then... I could think about the next race. Think about winning that. Mm. And how would I feel if I win that next race? Happy. Yeah. Uh, compared to if I just won every race always without ever losing. Mm, sad. Get a bit bored of it. Because you get bored of it, yeah. Mm. So when you go from sad to happy, that's a better kind of happy. Can you just repeat that again, please? Yeah, if you go from sad to happy, that's a better kind of happy than just being happy all the time. Yeah, it'll be happy again. Right, yes, you'll be switching over. Hmm. Just keep on being happy. So what would a, a famous person say to this choice? You know, a famous person out there who we often see as being happy and successful, and um, but of course they might not be, but, but we see them as being happy and successful. You know, a famous person, a, fa- a famous footballer, for example, because mm-hmm. um, I know you like football, uh, you know, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Jurgen Klopp, um, any of these people. Uh, what, what do you think one of them, what do you think a famous person would say to this question of, if you could always be happy, would you choose to be so? Yeah. Because all the money you'll get and health, like how much stuff and a big house and all the cars they've got, they're really happy for the, all them and how bad work with them. And so um, these are footballers, right? So if they're always winning matches every single day, every single week. You think they'd won that? No. Mm. Uh, yeah. They'll always be happy. They're always winning matches mm. and always scoring go- how many goals they've got. So when you think about happiness compared to other things like you know, confidence, or success. Yeah, these are these are three things that we often say, oh, we, we really want this in our life generally, right? We want to be happy, we want to be confident, we want to be successful. Um, how do you rank them? Right? How do you rank those three things? Happiness, confidence, and success. Mm. Like fun. 
you're always being happy. So how do you rank them? So so rank them. So um, you know, which is the most important, which is the second, which is the third? You know, out of those three things, happiness, confidence, success, in your what's, opinion. What's rank? Rank, rank means mean? rank is when you put things in order. So for example, um, if you ask me, uh, rank rank the, the football players based on who scores the most goals. You know, I might say uh, Lionel Messi, and then I would say, um, uh, who's a centre midfielder? <laughs> but I say Lionel Messi scores the most, and then um, like you know, an attacker basically an attacker scores the most, and then a midfield person scores a bit less, and a defender scores the least. Okay, so I've ranked attacker, then midfielder, then defender, in terms of who scores the most goals. Yeah, so I put them in yeah. order. So that's what rank means. So similarly, think about happiness, confidence, and success. You know, people always say that they want those three things in life generally. And I'm just curious for you, Bobby, how you would rank them and how you would prioritize them for, for you. I would put happy first, um, generous seconds, and angrily last so the three were happy confidence and success those are the three uh, but yeah happy happy first what was the second one uh, Conf confident being confident confident yeah, confident and oh, i've forgotten the third one <laughs> being successful oh, so successful yeah same old as the word put them in you put them in that same order. So, so based on that, you're saying. By the way, there's no there's no right answer to this, right? It's just I'm I'm curious what your view is. So you're saying uh, it's most important to be happy, and then confident, and then successful. So yeah. So being happy is more important than being successful. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Fair enough. And you know, this this question all started from if if you could always be happy. Would you choose to be so? And yeah, you know, we, we we talked about the pros and cons of that, right? Of you know, on the whole, we will want to be pretty happy, um, but there might be some times when it's important to embrace sadness and be okay with it because actually that makes the happiness even better, right? It, uh, the sweet tastes sweeter when. Hello. Oh. You just cut out then froze. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I was just um, wrapping up a little bit. I was saying that we, we talked about being happy always and how it's generally a good thing to do, but occasionally you, you don't mind feeling a little bit sad because that can make the happiness even better, right? The, the sweet tastes sweeter when you've tasted some of the, the bitter as well. And then we were talking a little bit about happy and confident and successful and, and how you would rank those three things. And we, and we learned a new word as well. We learned what the word rank means as well, R-A-N-K, rank. So good stuff, Bobby. Well, well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment. 
during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.